Sit Still and Listen. I'm your host, Beth Cornell, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Cornell. Hello. Who has brought this topic up to me, and I thought it's uh, good that we'll discuss it and probably publish it in the next few weeks when it becomes super relevant. Yeah. And even though this isn't an evergreen topic, this is a very contemporary, just going to be in this moment kind of topic. It's still something that probably has a little more of an overarching effect than people might realize. Yeah. This is probably going to be, this is, this topic is very heavy. Um, It hasn't necessarily come to fruition yet. Um, But I have a feeling that, I mean, it, it has in some states in our country, but not yet. Um, so speci- the, we're talking today about uh, reopening schools during um, COVID-19. Um, I, a lot of, there's, there's one, one uh, state in particular I want to bring up, um, and I, I can uh, link the, the thread in the description um, it was it was on Twitter that I noticed uh, it at first, and obviously we have um, a family friend of ours has a, a daughter, and she is of high school age, and she has to go back. You know, you can't just not go to school. In this, in this, uh, it's the state of Georgia. Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember what county, but again, all the information will be linked in the description. Um, they're basically having no social distancing. The mask, um, they're not requiring face masks at all. Um, and there is no protocol for uh, staggered uh, starts and staggered release times. There's like none of that. <laughs> so it's, it's frightening. It's, it's terrifying to see these you know, children, they are children, basically dying for an education literally um and as somebody who graduated just last year uh, I couldn't imagine going back to college right now um and being put in a situation where I would have to be in a classroom I can't tell you how many times you know I've been right next to somebody working like shoulder to shoulder working with somebody in a classroom setting so that can't be a thing anymore and the fact that it still is in certain states in the U.S. right now is scary. <laughs> well, one of the nurses of the school, like one of the head nurses, has actually resigned from her position and essentially she was told by the school that um, in, in, the, in the nurse's ward in the school you were to split children based on their symptoms. So it would be um, uh, if if they were displaying symptoms of COVID, they would go on one side of the room and then the quote unquote like healthy kids would be put on the other side of the exact same room. Um, but if anybody has been inside of a school nurse's office, they're small. There isn't room for, for that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, a lot of the elementaries have a, a room that's a little bigger than a closet for the nurse to be in. Yeah. So in, in like sometimes, I mean, I know in, in my, in my high school, it was a room 
there there was like the nurse's office which is where you like walked into and it's no bigger than my closet that I'm sitting in right now but it had an additional door towards the back that if you walked through it there were three beds lined up against the wall well if you have any more than three kids and they're displaying symptoms of COVID where are you going to put the rest of the kids you know like and I don't know. And they've already, the, the other thing too about the situation in Georgia is they're um, threatening punishment to both teachers and students alike. Um, that if you post or complain on social media, that there will be consequences. There's a, uh, an audio clip that's floating around again in this thread that I will link um, in the description if you want a little bit more information. Um, a little bit more context than just me kind of regurgitating some information for you. But um, it, it's a recording of the principal during announcements, warning the students that if they do anything, if they take pictures, they do anything, their phone, there will be consequences for their actions. Again, he doesn't say what those consequences are, but the fact that you're threatening your students ability to speak up and out about this situation that they are in, that you have put them in, is a problem because it's not legal. <laughs> it's very illegal. Um, I think there, there are going to be several things that come out of this in Georgia. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And a lot of people are encouraging the students in this particular county to boycott the school. Don't go, you know, because what they're threatening the students there with. There are laws, though, yeah. around school. Yeah, yeah but the, the thing is, is they're, all they're doing is suspending the kids. That's all they're yeah. doing. They suspend them for a couple weeks. And you can't, the, the mentality is you can't suspend all of us. So, true. You know. <laughs> Let me just talk a little bit about what was going on and what I know here in Arizona. While you're doing that, so, while you're doing that, I will listen. I will continue to find information about what I was talking about so I can back myself up a little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah. Please do. Yeah, and I'll put links to what I'm talking about down there, too. Sarah and I are in the state of Arizona, which up until last week has been deemed one of the worst outbreaks. We were the epicenter for a, a period of time, and apparently our hospitals were overrun, and we had to have refrigerated morgue space, which turns into refrigerated funeral space this week because the funerals can't happen fast enough here. So so this is where we're at. Our schools were to start this week and they all started online until at least August 17th. Today I heard um, on the radio our health department came out with what they call metrics or standards which are suggestions. These are not mandates. They, the schools do not have to meet these in order to open to in-school learning. They're just suggestions and um, strong suggestions, I guess. But so, there are 20 schools already open here, I heard on the radio today. I don't know where they're at. Yeah, where? Yeah. In-person learning. I think some of the CTEs are open because that's, a, that's like learning hands-on. You can't do that through the internet you yeah. can't learn culinary arts through the internet anyway um uh, sidetracked uh public schools are going to open in some part in some way 
on the 17th. They didn't change that date today. So they have about 10 days to figure this out. That to me is not enough time. And in districts that are large, like the one that my house is in, there's 25,000 kids in this district. And they have, uh, what, four or five high schools and uh, I don't know how many elementaries, a lot. It's mm -hmm. spread over a fairly large piece of geography, but these schools are crowded. Um, they always have been. Uh, when I was, um, there, I yeah, mean, even, even when I was like, when I was attending school, uh, when, I was, when I was in second grade here, um, we had classrooms up to 30 kids and that was in second grade. Like it's not, you know, we, we really pack these schools to the brim well, down here. Public schools are going to open here on the 17th. So I don't know how that's going to go. And um, as far, as far as me being a teacher, I'm not a teacher right now. I chose not to take a job and go into a public school and that is because I live with an immune compromised man and I don't want to bring home a sickness to him. I don't think there's enough that they can do. No. Having been in schools and having seen uh, what happens in schools, I don't think there's enough that they can do. But um, having said that, I think the way that they're going about online school is not uh it's it's kind of like let's do school how we always do school but we're gonna do it through a screen they should be a little more creative with that and they should uh come up kind of you know having done homeschool myself there are just so many ways to teach a kid and it's not just this one way. <laughs> so it's kind of frustrating when I hear teachers talk about what they're doing or planning to do, especially with young children. And, and you know, this is going to take sacrifice on the part of the parent. There's no doubt about that. And so, somehow, some way they need support because to leave parents totally holding the bag for everything in this situation is not just irresponsible, it's immoral and it's inhumane. Not, and if the children suffer, it, it's gonna be in part because of that. Mm -hmm. um, having them go back to school, have outbreaks and have people die right in front of them, do you really think that's an option? Uh, I don't. And like Sarah said, if she were in school, she wouldn't be in school this would be one of those affidavit for homeschool situations or, or which i've had other times when her charter school decided to grow its population and not add staff so instead of 600 students they had 1200 they had the same amount of staff how do you think that went terribly it, it went it went terribly and to where sarah was actually running the classroom in part because she's bossy yeah. Okay. Yeah. So out you go. I can't have my kid in charge of a classroom in seventh grade. So the other time it was a situation where there was mold in the building and they didn't know it. And she come home sick. Like really, two, really sick. Two, three times. Yes. Throwing up really sick. Can't figure out what's wrong with her. Well, uh, she was fine before she went to that school. So let's take her out of that school guess what? She's been fine ever since. So 
you know, um, as a parent, if you're not paying attention right now, you should be. And if, if you're a parent and you're not willing to step up and get your kid educated, uh, I, I fully understand you might not be capable of it. I wasn't, but I found ways to engage what her interests were and keep her intellectually curious and pursuing learning. It, it's not that hard. It's something that's quite natural to young children if you don't get in the way of it. It's just very innate. Would you agree, Sarah? Was your homeschooling daughter? Yeah, it, it was. I liked being homeschooled. It was nice because, I mean, it, it, I could do it whenever I wanted. You know, there wasn't like a okay, now you have to sit still. Now you have to do this. Now you must do this. There was none of that. Do you feel like you lack socialization or social skills because you were homeschooled or moved a lot? No. Um, you maintain friendships from those schools throughout your life. Still, yeah. you still know some of those kids. Yeah, I do. Who are now grown-ups. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's on the part of the parent. It's, I'm sorry. It, it's hard to really figure out whether or not I have problems with social stuff because I grew up in the age of the internet where it didn't really matter too much if I moved because I always had a way of going back and talking to them. Obviously, it was at the dawn of the internet, like before it is what it is now. Like the internet in the early 2000s was essentially just a bunch of tubes with cats inside. Like it's not yeah. what it is now where it's, you know, this. Teachers are not going to feel valued when they're teaching through this because they've been taught to teach in a classroom. Well, their skills are not being used are utilized and they're trying to uh, make do with the things that zoom can do to engage the students and keep them learning yeah and and it's very hard to do that when you've got first second third graders or yeah. kindergarten yeah. i'm i'm coming at this from a different perspective entirely you kind are. of you're kind of coming at it from an adult perspective too uh, the perspective i'm coming from here is college students as well as like high school students. Let me go to college now. ASU has decided to create a bubble. Um, they're calling it, uh, I, don't, I forget what they're calling it. Let me think. It's like the wellness bubble or something like that. We'll look I'll, it put up. The, I'll put the link down below. You can read about it, but if a student agrees to this, they have to have an app they have to report how they feel every day. They have to have screens. I believe they're going to have some sorts of rapid testing available on the campus. And they are planning to do a lot of social distancing in classrooms, but have kids on campus at the start of school here towards the end of the month. They start like the week after public school does here. So um, what I'm saying is they've taken it into consideration a lot more than public school has. And I think the way they're doing it is safer. They're, they have a way to contact trace people with this app. They have a way to, um, the children or young adults have to make an agreement not to go out to bars. 
they have to make an agreement not to uh, not wear a mask while they're off campus. So this affects their behavior off campus as well as on campus. If they want to come to school, they have to agree to these things and follow them. And they have way they have ways built into this plan to enforce this. Yeah. And um, if if somebody does come down with it, they have a way to isolate that person, contact race who they've been around, and the outbreak right there at the source and that's what's missing from public school here nobody's talking about that and there's no bubble the people come and go all day and it's not just people that work at the school it's vendors that bring food uh, the food service truck comes and a truck gets unloaded by people mm-hmm. um, it's not just food service it's the book distributors the people who go to the warehouse bring the books into the school bring the science kits into the school and back uh it's the bus drivers they they work twice a day what are they doing in between there where are they going who are they with they could be fine in the morning and infected in the afternoon, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to scare anybody away from sending your kid to school, but you should really think about it. Um, Please consider when it does open and be involved in the decision-making because they're leaving it up to the very local level. They're leaving it up to almost each individual school because they want to know about the spread in the community they the metrics are very localized so one school in one district could be open over here but then across the district over here there might be too much spread and that school might not open or it might open with other you know precautions in place or whatever and it's a lot of or whatever for me as a parent i and as a teacher i don't think all the questions have been answered if a teacher gets sick, are they going to um, have paid leave? Are there is no. their insurance carrier going to uh, continue? Um, is it going to pay for if they become infected? They're, they could be out for a month or more. Or more. And yeah, they de- could not be able to come back. Yeah. Yeah, depending on the severity of the case. I mean, like you, you're and it's, it's not it's not just that. I mean, if, if the teacher gets sick, there's that, but, you know, if that teacher passes it to a kid or she got it from a student in her class, are they going to just quarantine that whole classroom of kids, of 30 or more kids in a room, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like, I just, I don't think that, I mean, you know, it, we aren't trying to scare parents. We're really not. That's not, that's not the point of this. The point is to bring awareness to the fact that, if you think that sending your child to school would be a safe thing because I don't know your neighbor or like somebody else in your family is is sending their child back, please, please consider alternate means of uh, schooling your child. I mean, there, there are a plethora of, of ways to do it nowadays. I mean, I remember being homeschooled and having these big, thick worksheet books that that she would buy uh, and I would have to, you know, work through them to do math and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, there's so much more to learn now and different ways to do it. The Adobe platform um, has, has lower grade education programs as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, Adobe do. platform, Adobe for Education is very recommended yep. by both of us. We've both been through some of their stuff. Yep. Um, not just not just the online learning though. Um, a lot of your stuff that we did, Sarah, was um, unlearning and going out in nature and going outside and and learning yeah. about the world. Going on field trips. Browsing isn't so yeah but that's something that's not so much a thing but like yeah. the zoo is having right drive through zoo right now yeah i mean there are, there are <laughs> other ways to teach than just you know sit down like in front of said, a computer and do the thing or drilling down on worksheets or whatever you know yeah, no there's other there's other ways like i mean we did you we, can look up the standards for your child's grade online too um I believe the Department of Ed has them listed per grade level. And yep. so you can see what your child's going to learn that year and just focus on those things. Or if your child has one area that they really like, you could trade off, you know, day for day. You can work in your area today, but we have to hit some of these standards tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. personally, I wish they would come out and say, you know what, this school year's done. We're going to try again next fall. Yeah. Gap and really year. just get nipped in the bud. And and because people need to learn how to behave around this virus. And that's going to take a while. And I, I would wish it wouldn't take a lot of death in order for people to learn about how to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I sigh. It's going to. I fear it's going to. I would like to think that prioritizing American lives, regardless of age, gender, sexuality, wealth, status, all of that, I don't care. Just, you know, I, I would prioritize that over everything else. Because <laughs> if you don't have somebody living, if you don't have somebody living, you don't yeah. have the rest of that. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the part where, like, people who don't really think deeply, I'll say it, they don't think deeply, they don't think things through past maybe the first couple of steps, and they're in kind of a crisis panic situation where they're, you know, maybe a little bit more in their uh, survival and mental decision, they're able to take in more facts by facts, I mean scientific method type facts. Uh, I'm not saying that they, they're rock solid and they can't change, but they can evolve. They can think one thing one day and evidence that disputes what they think and think something different the next day, you know. But people who are in that kind of heightened survival don't have time for that. They want to grasp at the thing that's right in front of them. They want that answer and they want that to be the truth. And there's quite a bit, um, I don't want to say wishful thinking, but what brings to mind is like The Secret, that movie from a while back. Yes. It was, a, you know, it was about like if you visualize it and you put it in front of you and you think positive and you feel the emotion of having something, you can make that thing happen. Well, or make that thing yours in a possessive sort of way. Um and of course, that's not how that works. No. But I feel like, I kind of feel like there's a segment of our population that's doing that right now. Like if we just uh, do this surface science and we just 
say that those are our metrics and we take a, a very broad glance over things and give the okay, then when something doesn't go right, um, we can have more knee-jerk reactions around that and blame mm -hmm. people or blame things that are beyond our control that we didn't think about and can't see, <laughs> quite yeah, frankly. Because we're not looking that far ahead. I mean, look, yeah. you know, if we if we open schools, if we were to open schools right now, say we're not waiting until the 17th here in Arizona, what's that going to look like in six months? Well, and that's what I was getting at. If you don't have a healthy population, you can't have a healthy bottom line. You can't have a thriving economy. Mm -mm. You can't have a well-educated um, populace when the uh, schools are uh, being run and there's this cloud of fear hanging over the entire student population along with all the parents, all the teachers. Yeah, because um, like that's another thing. Like I would, if I was, growing, if I was like going to school right now, I would be terrified. I would be so scared constantly. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to go in the building. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen how germy the buildings are. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember being that sick when I was in high school. I remember being sick a couple of times, but those couple of times were bad. <laughs> like it wasn't like, oh, I'm. I, I, you know, I just, I got a little bit of the sniffles or, oh, my stomach's not so good. No, it's like I was gone for like a week and it was just. Usually it's the flu um, or some other virus that just wipes out the school. In fact, my niece's school had to close right before we shut down for good because there were so many sick teachers, they didn't have enough staff to run the school. And it's a small school, but still, yeah. you know, I, I foresee things like that happening. and. Yeah. You know, it will get recorded big time the first few times, but then it'll just become acceptable. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid that it'll become acceptable just like, you know, a thousand people per day. It is what it is. It's that we can't do any better. And we so can. And we just, okay, set two men in a little tiny capsule up to a, a thing that's orbiting. I know. And that. <laughs> We can do so much better. People, get your head out your ass. We can do it so much better. Oh, my God. Oh, I just, I, and kind of to encapsulate all of it, you know, if you feel you need relief from your children, make your own bubble. Find other families of kids who you know your kids as friends you will not Maybe be alone you will no, not be alone you won't, you won't be alone and social distance uh i know it's kind of hot here in arizona for these sorts of outdoor events right now but once you can get out you know throw frisbees you know with gloves parks. with gloves for god's sakes and masks and take a walk and you know we have so much here that uh, doesn't require grouping. And yeah, and like enjoyably socially distanced from yeah. one another. There are really good uh, educational, local educational hiking trails that you can hike yeah. and learn about the local uh, flora and fauna, as well as like some of the uh, cultural things here. Uh, Arizona is a very rich history of Native Americans living here. 
and geology. Oh, oh my God, if you love dinosaurs rocks. and geology and rocks, we have some of the biggest, greatest, uh, you know, rock formations. We have the Grand Canyon. We'd love to hear from anybody who has an opinion on this because yeah. I'm sure a lot of yeah, please. If you're if you're a, a student or a parent of a student, um, let us know what your thoughts are on the situation because your thoughts and uh, uh, worries and concerns are important and and valid. And uh, we kind of want the comment section to be kind of like an open forum to kind of be like, you know, I'm in this situation. What should I do? Um, well, we're not going to have a lot of advice for that, but no, but you know. somebody else might. Somebody, Somebody else, else might. Yeah, we, we can do our best to, to try and supplement. To, we're, we're here to start the conversation. We Basically, want, we provide want, a few links of information. Exactly. Do yeah, our best to help. <laughs> what I want to say is we don't have the answers. And no. we have our opinions, but they're not, you know, grounded in anything other than the facts that we know and the things that we feel. Yep. And the things that we have learned through experience. You know, learning through experience is valuable, and mm -hmm. it's what leads to what's known as wisdom. And I believe that we're lacking a lot of that in this country at the moment because we don't seem to be able to learn from our experiences. There's kind of what I like to refer to as an idiot loop plan, and we can't seem to come out of it. I'm hopeful that um, through the end of this year, something snaps us out of it, but right now, uh, you know, it's a replay, replay, replay. Yeah, it's like it's literally the embodiment of the same shit, different day situation where or that or the definition of insanity. Let's keep trying to do the same thing, expecting a different result. Yeah, and it's not. No, you need to do something completely different. Time to make a different choice. Um, I spent some time on the good old twits while you were uh, waffling there for a bit, and it's. Paulding County, Georgia, is is where is where this school is located, um, and uh, I will, like I said, I will link this in the description, um, and this uh, more specifically North uh, North Paulding High, North Paulding High School. Uh, apparently, the footballers, the entire team, the entire football team, had tested positive for COVID. Um, right before the shutdown there so if that kind of tells you <laughs> uh what's what's happening it's ah <laughs> i just i just want people to keep their children safe that's all i mean you know i i don't mean to harp on this i don't like that whole think of the children argument but this is the time for it <laughs> you know right if you believe that the children are the future I don't think you could in good conscience or in good faith send the future to essentially a death school. <laughs> and and just, just to address one more thing before we kind of wrap this rambling discussion up. I've heard a lot of arguments um, with people saying if we can open restaurants and we're reopening gyms here, if the grocery stores have stayed open, if Home Depot's open and Best Buy is open, why can't a school be open? Um, because those uh, are controlled spaces where people are socially distant.
distance, we hope, and wearing a mask. And also they're keeping out, um, they're, they're controlling it by only letting so many people in at a time. And, and currently, uh, in, in, in the state of Arizona at least, and Maricopa County specifically, it's mandatory. You have to wear a mask. Yes. With the whole not, you know, you know, the argument of like, you know, this place is open, this place is open, why don't we open schools? They're not going to mandate a mask. North, the Georgia, North Paulding High, they're not requiring students to wear masks mm. at all. There is well, no social, here, there's none of that. And, and if you are. can't, here, here, they, they here they are and here they will, but we'll see what that looks like on August 17th. Because yes, because there are some very strong non-mask wearers around here, and the stores have caved. Walmart, uh, Safeway, I believe, maybe Fry's, have have gone and said, if you can't wear a mask, you can still come in, because they had to. Uh, there are just some people who won't won't wear a mask, and and they'll put up a big stink about it too, they, like a really do. big yeah, rip snorting ugly just they wanted to protect their employees so they said we're going to give those people a pass yeah and so, so when school starts up there will be those passes given i'm quite certain of it because there are just going to be some parents and some children who are just very strong non-mask wearers i'll say we're, we're going to drop a few links in here for some fun Absolutely. masks as well and i love you sarah i love you too ma peace out people bye